inspire. Welcome back to Starting Now. I'm your host, Jeff Saris. This is the show where I talk to entrepreneurs who reveal the unexpected paths to where they are today. Today, my guest is Samir, better known as Plushy. I'm just, I'm slowing down now because I know I'm not pronouncing his name as I should. He pronounces it in the correct way in the episode. So I am so sorry, Plushy. But Plushy is amazing. He he has done so much as a content creator, as a host on TV shows, on all these things. But we got to know each other in Web3. He didn't use any of that stuff to uh, sort of make his name. What he used was his, his just innate... Uh, what is even the word? What's the word that I'm going for? He's just genuine, right? Like he's such a genuine person. Yeah, and his intuition and inner creativity, I would say. Yeah, and like he's just someone that we connected early. He's he's always around. He's someone that everyone knows in the space because he's so yeah. genuine and real and helpful. And he's also extremely talented. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, this was a great conversation. I don't want to do too much preamble. But it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Without further ado, my conversation with Plushy and the subsystem NFT project. Well, first, which of your cats is that on your mic? Is that oh, one of your cats? Right. Yeah, that is actually a muse. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, I, for- I forgot the sticker was there. Uh, muse, are you here? Mickey. Mickey. <laughs> I thought she was here. There's only like one cat over here that I'm trying to avoid not stepping on. <laughs> is that Soba? I'm gonna. That is Soba. Oh, you, you remember the names. Let me, let me take a picture of Oh, I love cats. Oh my god, my carpet is terrible. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, this rug is. is uh... <laughs> but this is Soba and he's uh, right here. Uh, my oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to shove your face in it and be like, oh, uh, no, no. yeah. How old are they? But, uh, uh, Soba is uh, a year, almost two years actually. Next month uh, or two months from now, it's going to be two years old. Yeah, nice. And, and then uh, Muse is a solid uh, six. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, six years old. Yeah, yeah. super cute. I, <laughs> I love the photo with the sushi. Like, I think it was Soba, just like please. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get any. He did not get any sushi. <laughs> yeah. Damn expensive cat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. also, my cats get like quality uh, cat food. Uh-huh. So this guy doesn't have anything to complain about. Like he, <laughs> he can show me his belly all that he wants. He's not getting extra food. No way. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so, already thinking about. Oh, sorry. Go for no, it. No, no, no. Go I for was, it. What are you thinking about? Oh, it was, I was I was thinking <laughs> about like getting getting a third cat involved. But then I was like, you know what? Two cats is more than enough for now. Maybe like a, because I, I kind of want a white one, like a uh-huh. super, super snowy white one. But that's just the, the 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 crazy cat person in me uh, trying to take the stage. <laughs> no, I like it. I mean, I I love cats. Like, unfortunately, I don't have uh, a cat currently because mine uh, earlier this year went. But not to make it sort of down, go down that path. But like, yeah, I love cats. So every time you post them, it's just like just puts the biggest smile on my face. And they're both super cute <laughs> cats too. And they yeah, are. it's it's hard not to get more. Like I. I've always been like a one cat person. Like I've had two yeah. like as an adult, but they were both uh, on their own uh, solo at the right. time. But yeah, there's something about cats. They're so smart. They're way smarter yeah, than I feel like people give them credit for. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, I've been um, uh, my mom 
always told me that I was allergic to cats. And I was like, but I want, I want a cat. So I never got any uh, interaction with cats during my childhood. And this feels like I'm at the psych psychiatrist or something. So during my childhood, I had a total absence of cats. <laughs> uh, so at the moment I started uh, living at my own place, I, I got a cat mm. and it was glorious because I didn't feel any type of uh, like a stuffed nosy feeling or something like that, or uh, an allergic reaction or something. She was perfect. That's Muse. Are you still? Are, are you here? No. Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and yeah. Ever since, oh, she's she's my best buddy. Yeah, I love her. I love her to death. So, did yeah. your mom just not like cats? Do you think that was maybe a little uh, way of doing it? I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think my mom was maybe thinking that a lot of people in the family had this. Um, family trait where they were uh, uh, allergic to dogs and cats. And maybe she thought she saw me breathe heavily at some point. I am allergic to feathers. Like if, if there's a, like one single feather in my pillow, then I'm going to have a, like a stuffed nose and my eyes are going to be like, I can't see shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, I think she, she thought it, but turns out she wasn't super right, but whatever, you know, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't blame her for it. She was trying to protect me or whatever. For um, sure. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and now I appreciate cats and and all sorts of animals even more. You know, uh huh, definitely. So I am always in awe of your space. It is so beautiful. I love all the lighting, how you do it, like because you have multiple, like a couple setups in in your room. Because the room's not very big, right? If I'm not mistaken, the room's pretty tiny. Yeah, it's not it's not the biggest studio. Um, I mean, it's the biggest studio I've ever had because it's my very first one. Um, <laughs> but it, it is pretty tiny, and the the screen that you see in the back, by mm -hmm. the way is a work in progress that should be on when I'm recording uh, new videos because I'm, I'm planning on making a new channel regarding some of the stuff that I'm working on right now. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, which um, we'll definitely dive into. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that's the reason why, why it's a little bit empty on the on the screen in the back uh, situation. But yeah, this this is the, the crown jewel of this entire studio, like a hand-painted Super Mario Bros. 3 uh, a mural. Uh -huh. Kudos to my girlfriend. Thank you, girlfriend. She's upstairs uh, currently. Oh, so she working. painted it? Yeah, she hand painted it. That's amazing. Yeah, like I didn't know if it was one of the, uh, what do they even call it? Almost like a car wrap, like the label that goes on the wall because it looks right. amazing. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, when you when you look at it up close, you're, you're gonna see like a few a few lines that aren't like super straight. But I mean, well, also it's that. the it's the human touch that makes it like it yeah. takes it to the next level. So like, I love it even more knowing that. You know, it's just it's very cool. <laughs> Let me turn on the light real quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my god! Look at that. Yeah, that looks great. That's super cool. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel like at some point I'm going to need a little, uh, some tips from you. Like, obviously this camera isn't what anyone sees. I have the other one set up, but I'm going to need to, uh, pick your brain a little because you are just everything. I mean, we're going to talk about it, all of it, but like the lighting, the studio, everything you set up, all of your video production, your, uh, being the, the man in front of the camera, being the host, like you are a man of so many talents. Like I... And I'm just thoroughly impressed by everything and everything you've done, which I guess we could just dive right into some of uh, <laughs> who you are. And like, I know you haven't really, you don't really go by your name. You go by Plushy, but like Samir Corby, Corby is how you pronounce yeah. your last name, right? Like, and yeah, I mean, you could pronounce it like that. Yeah. <laughs> how, how would you pronounce it? I guess that's how I, I mean, ask. I, I pronounce it in a, since, since I'm Dutch, I would uh -huh. pronounce it as Samir Corby, but I mean, 
when I when I uh, talk to someone and we're having a uh, conversation in English, I tend to say Samir Corby. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah, so spot on, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, and just... also, yeah, you y- you gotta give yourself a little bit of credit, a little bit of credit too, because I've seen your videos and I've seen the way you interview people. You've got an entire like you've got an entire skill set, and you. You use it so well, you know. You're you're great on camera. You talk. You're so, and I I'm so envious. You're so, and you get. I know you get this compliment a lot. You're so well spoken. You're so literate. You're so, you know. You can, you can turn a conversation into something like bigger and better than it actually is. Like I I've seen the people you interview, like like the one from like like Mama Bucks. And I, I sit there listen to, to to this super inspirational person and I'm like, oh shit, what am I gonna bring uh in a Jeff uh Jeff Sarah's interview, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I can be like, this is cool, this is fun, this is nice to to look at, but I I feel like I, I can't be one of those people that has an inspirational quote by the end of an episode, you know? Oh, and I don't even think an inspirational quote or like sound bites are really what it's about because it's about you and your story. I think your story is what's so valuable because like everyone can see, maybe not everyone. So my whole goal is to tell as many origin stories as possible, like sort of reveal them, share them because we each have our own path and where we are like right now. And there's going to be someone who's going to see you and be like, maybe that's where I want to be. Or, you know, I actually had a similar experience or wow, he's, he's done so much within this, this realm, this bubble of sorts, but also such diverse things because yeah, it all fits together. And yeah, we should just dive right into everything. I hope I can inspire people. Really. I I really do so because if, if there's anything I'd like, I mean, we, we haven't even, uh, Doven, Doven in yet? We haven't even <laughs> yeah, dove in. Dived? We do, okay, yeah. Uh, but I already want to inspire people to just go for it, you know? Because I, I, I started point. from a place that was non-existent and I just built my way up, you know? Uh-huh. Starting to get heated <laughs> over here already. <laughs> perfect. Oh, so am I full of cat hair? Okay. Oh, no, it looks perfect. <laughs> I okay, like this. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, so... Just to uh, maybe start by by rewinding, and well, let's just give that little that brief little who is plushy. What are you doing today? Just not much at all. But what would be like an elevator pitch of sorts of myself uh, in current day? Yeah, just right now, and then we'll we'll rewind. But um, okay, yeah, because I know I mean host and NFT creator, which is something that I'm excited to dive into because it's so unique. But yeah, sort of how do you look at yourself today? Just in like a couple sentences. Okay. Before you do that, <laughs> it, it, sounded, it all, uh, almost sounded like you were um, doing the intro of one of those YouTube rewinds. It's time to rewind. <laughs> Something like, sorry, I just wanted to get that out of my chest. Um, I like it. So, <laughs> uh, I'm a content creator. I like to translate the stuff that people have in their head into things worth looking at. I mean, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah I love uh, a content creator that loves to be creative and um, <laughs> no, this like is perfect. 
passion, but you know. Um, yeah, I know I'm putting you on the spot because that's a tough, just sort of encapsulate everything that you are in a <laughs> sentence. It's like, oh, easy, I got this. No, it's just, yeah, that was that was a big ask, but yeah, content creator is like the core of where you're at but you've done so much and yeah. as a host and a presenter and uh, a few things yeah yeah so yeah i'm excited to dive in so if we rewind all the way back youtube rewind style and we look at <laughs> um who plushy who samir was before you were the content creator um who were you growing up what did you sort of uh see what did you like who did you want to be maybe in the future okay so um I was I was very inexperienced with pretty much everything, but I always wanted to do something with computers. It's a, a pretty broad term, but I wanted to be some. I wanted to be someone that could handle computers. And my mom was like, "Oh, you should be a an industrial engineer. That's computer stuff. You know, you're gonna love it." So I tried doing that during the uh, begin stage of my not childhood, but as I was progressing in life, uh, turned out it was not really a thing for me, but I started flourishing as soon as I could go to college. Um, I've, uh, I've done my bachelor's in digital design and media. Uh, and that actually opened up the doors to slowly start realizing what I really wanted to do at that point. I really wanted to create VFX. Mm -hmm. I looked at the video co-pilot guy on YouTube and he was turning faces into zombie faces. And I was like, oh my God, that's just the beginning. But I want to do more. I want to make movie trailers. I want to make people watch a trailer and be like, holy shit, that's <laughs> that's hot. If we're talking YouTube rewind. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Will Smith. laughs> um, and, and I wanted to, you know, I think I always, I think that came from a place to impress people um yeah yeah actually i think i always wanted to impress people with my um with my abilities i don't think wow this is turning into a th therapeutic session <laughs> i think i never really had uh, a lot of validation as a child um if i did something right or good or i wasn't really listened uh, to listened to yeah that's how you said um and uh, i think Growing up, I started realizing that and wanted to do something on my own, you know, and um, would you say you're competitive naturally, like growing up, were you very competitive? Kind of does that go hand in hand competitiveness with um, wanting to show and impress people? Or would you say it's something separate? I think competitiveness uh, has something to do with it. I think also when you grow up with a, with a sim sibling, there's... Uh, a very natural instinct to be a little bit competitive, at least, especially when um, when the the odds aren't super even. <laughs> when you have a, a sister that's five years older than you, for example, um, and you still have to you have to prove to that sister that you're worthy, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, maybe maybe competitiveness has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I as I started to develop all these new thoughts, you know, because when I was doing, um, when I was rounding up that bachelor's degree, I had a, an opportunity to go work for one of the biggest television companies here in Belgium, uh, the VRT, <laughs> and uh, stands, stands for, ah, I forgot, whatever. And uh, I had the opportunity to create logos, to design animations, to uh, do a little bit of VFX here and there. <clears throat> 
and I had so much fun uh, doing it. It was one month. Oh, sorry. It was three months of, uh, I mean, free labor, of course. Mm -hmm. But I, for the first time in my life, I felt validated. I felt like I was part of a crew. All my ideas were worth something. And I was not used to that. Like I grew up like hearing, well, that's a shitty idea or, or I, I was, um, I was afraid to talk about them at least. So after, after those three months, I was like hyped up, you know, I was, I was ready for everything. And I, I have this little bit uh, of uh, motion graphics uh, knowledge at that point, because in that uh, particular, um, uh, in the studies that I did, let me put it this way. Uh, there, it was divided by design, development, and a little, a little sliver, slither of um, motion graphics. And I completely dove into that part. I, I neglected the development part. Design <laughs> was still important if you want want to have successful motion graphics, of course. And I nailed that part. During that year, people people knew my work, you know, and I was so proud of it. And uh, I think that's what got me into the television company. They were like, okay, let, let, let us. Uh, let us show show us let you show us what we hang on i got this jeff <laughs> let let you show us what you've got allow show us what you got <laughs> show us, yeah i could have said it like that man i'm a rick and morty watcher I, uh, uh yeah do, do you want me to, to continue or do you have a or should we slowly go through through questions because <laughs> I, I have a feeling that I'm on my way to something and and talking about my whole trajectory in my um in my growing up years you know well yeah I mean it's all super valuable like I think it's 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 almost like you have a little or had or have a little chip on your shoulder if you weren't getting that validation weren't getting that like the maybe the kudos the admiration admiration is too grand like we all we all yeah. want to be recognized. It's the recognition yeah. for doing something great, and then having that moment where, oh wow, this is being recognized. I put in the work, and the work is coming to fruition. Would you say at uh, VRT that was sort of a time when you were like cutting your teeth, like really making it, like like grinding and doing a lot of work, or had you put that work in ahead of time where you felt pretty established by that moment? At that moment, I was still learning the ropes. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I was uh, super uh, motivated to, to, to do everything I could. Uh, I was just learning from my team too, because it was my first time interacting with people in the, in the television world and stuff. Um, so that was more of a learning experience for me. It did give me the, the thought in my head to go start working there as soon as I finished working uh as soon as i graduated i was going to be like okay you know what i want to work there full time but things happened you know i i suddenly had a, a change of heart i kind of wanted to be more of an on-screen presence mm -hmm. than an off-screen presence or maybe the combination i was i was still figuring that out so as soon as i graduated i had the opportunity to actually go back to the VRT part, but do a completely different thing. So there was this uh, pretty big, um, what do you call it? Uh, hang on, let me, I'm not going to Google words. I, I can, I can speak in English. <laughs> there was this big 
So the VRT was looking for people to make TV. So um, they, they looked around and they were looking for people to apply to their new show. They were like, we were in, in, we're searching six people to reinvent television. Mm-hmm. And out of thousands and thousands of people, I was one of the lucky ones to actually pull it off and do it. And that and was on screen talent, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was pretty much my, uh, my jumping start into the world of television and the world of uh, getting to know what it's like to actually work in a big production. And after a year, I came to the realization that I didn't want to do television stuff because it's too strict. So every time I had a good idea, I, I was missing the, the, the feeling that I had um, during those three months at the VRT, the, those initial three months. I didn't feel valued when I, so I had this own, I had my own little segment where I did some animation stuff in front of a green screen and it was pretty fun. And as I was writing all the scripts, we did three videos of those and the end boss, I like to call him the end (laughs) boss man. He, he always questioned certain things in my script. So I, I would write a joke in it. And he would be like, you think that's really funny? And I'm like, well, yeah, it's funny. I don't really understand it. Scrap it. And I was like, no, but it's funny. So I, ultimately I had to scrap all the good parts, you know, and uh, all, all that was left was pretty, pretty TV oriented content. Uh-huh. And that's when I decided, you know what? I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And that's what it all blew up. Actually, that's when even more opportunities came knocking at my door. And that was really when um. Oh, when I went crazy, I mean, crazy in a good way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was a lot of fun. So did you, um, when you started the YouTube channel, was there an overlap? So you're making money as the on-screen uh, personality with the company. Now, did you start your channel and sort of build it up? Or was it a, okay, I'm just going and diving in head first, no safety net. Sort of how was your, what was your approach like? I patiently waited until my contract was done with the, with the year uh the, the one-year commitment company and started to pretty much analyze people online. I wanted to become a YouTube channel. I already knew that. I wanted to do something with a green screen because there wasn't at the time a lot of green screen stuff available in high quality. I wanted yeah. to produce the highest quality possible. And I just want to stick and a pin I, in that real quick and just, just okay. for anyone listening that... They need to see the level that we're talking about. This isn't because like a lot of times people are like, oh, I did this. I started a YouTube channel. But yours, in my eyes, is TV level like that, like in the best way to say TV level in the best way, the production, the the animation, the cutouts that you the way you use cutouts and move things around. And like, I just love it. It is so good. And being like, I'm going to I want to do this. I want to set the bar for what this can be. I feel like you achieved that completely. Oh, so nice. I just want to just want to touch on that real quick, just for people who haven't uh, seen this, because it's also not in English. So that was the one thing for me is like I tried the auto captions. I'm like, God, they they just don't translate well. <laughs> so, mm. but yeah. visuals, everything's so amazing. But sorry, didn't mean to didn't mean Thanks, to man. uh sidetrack you. But it, yeah, it's beautiful what you what you've done and what you do. Uh, I feel validated. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, uh, I pushed myself, and 
I think I can say without sounding too cocky that I was one of the first content creators here in Belgium that actually did the effort, you know, put in the effort. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot, of, especially in, in the year like 2015 to 17, when you said, oh, I'm a YouTuber, people would automatically assume, oh, he plays games, he does the Minecraft videos, he just does that stuff. But I didn't want to be one of those people or, or a vlogger, you know, I didn't yeah. vlog. I never vlogged. I, I did maybe like a couple of vlogs, but uh, but that was like uh, promotional stuff, and I blended it in nicely with the con the typical content that I uh, that I create. So uh, I didn't. I'm not a sellout, please. Uh, and, <laughs> well, no, but you have to uh, test. You have to experiment and adapt and see sort of. Uh, you dipped your toes into it in your unique way, and then you decide: is this is this a direction, or is this even like another? Uh, sub show of sorts on my channel but yeah like yeah. you gotta try all those things that's true yeah and at the uh, at the time that i was uh, making that youtube channel i actually had a job in the vrt doing the same stuff that i was able to do during those three months that i was super excited mm -hmm. so i had that creative output and when i came back from work i could be like okay time for scripting uh time to set up my studio and start filming so i didn't have a, a lot of time to sleep Back then, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much the same with uh, with right now. Because after this interview, I'm going to work at least another seven to eight hours. Yeah, and what hours. time is it right now by you? It is now nine thirty p.m. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> a late night. But it sounds like that's you had shifted shifted your time a little yes. bit more to U.S. Yeah, hours yeah. lately. But yeah, I woke up at at four p.m. today, so I gotcha. mean, it, it fits. Okay, yeah. cool. And I am. <laughs> super unhealthy right now i i like i told you on uh, in discord already mm -hmm. that i had mcdonald's and that was my only food of the day so i have to um i have to be a little bit more careful uh, later on today to uh, at least have a little bit of better protein and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely. aside from that i'm a-okay oh yeah for yeah. sure yeah it's hard so the beauty of where you are where you were at then and where you are today with uh web3 let's say like nfts and everything you're in that that exciting zone where like we end up for better or worse letting ourselves go a little bit like we we sacrifice sleep we sacrifice some maybe uh relationships and personal things because we're just so into it we're like in love with what we're doing but there's a magic to that and i think that's i think that comes through too because then what you're able to create where you're able to take things is to another level another level that people who maybe are like this to use web3 specific well no let's take content creation people look at youtube and they're like i wish i was a youtuber not i want to create videos like i want to create mm -hmm. these pieces of art these green screen videos with the animation and all these things and tell a story like there's such different trajectories and you see it right away because you see the people who are like i wish i was a youtuber that's wanting a result, but not wanting the work. Yeah. But you want the work, which then so happens to make you a YouTuber. And I think that's such a, a valuable spot to be in. And I think also with Web3, we see that is so many projects are, I want to, I want to be a, an NFT creator. I want to be an artist. But you can forget that that lead up is, the, the journey is it. The journey is the destination. It's like super cliche, but that's what it's all about. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel lucky having had all the experience uh, during 
during my, my time growing up and entering a new world that doesn't really see that amount of, uh, I mean, that sounds really cocky, experience um, in, that, in that space, you know? Like, I feel there's a need for people, uh, a need in the space for people that are that, that do live streams that that do regular youtube videos that uh that do general uh great content creation you know stuff like that and i feel like that the space is lacking that a little bit and that's why i also want to contribute as soon as i'm a little bit more established because i'm still growing up in the in the space mm-hmm. uh, i i i have this thing where i i don't know no, I don't want to call it a fetish, but I want to teach people things. You know, I've I've done a bunch of series already for brands like uh, there's a uh, there's a, a, speci- a specific uh, channel in the VRT for for children, and I've had a series uh, on that channel too to teach people to teach kids the little things that that they may not know about. Mm-hmm. I teach... Is it okay to say the channel? Because isn't it... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's US-based. Isn't it also Nickelodeon? Or is this a different oh, one? Oh, no. It, it, it's a different one. That, okay. that, was not, that was not Nickelodeon. That was something uh, completely different. Okay, yeah. Oh, which the, we'll, the, get to, we'll get to all that, too, just so people realize, like, you've been everywhere. <laughs> Nintendo, Nickelodeon, like, so <laughs> oh, much. <laughs> uh, well, so the channel was CatNet, actually. And okay. it, it tackled some life questions like why does toothpaste come come out the way it does or why is there uh i was gonna say a different word a rooster on top of a a church for so uh, for example um Mm -hmm. stuff like that i was gonna say cock but uh, it's it's a rooster (laughs) right it all works you know (laughs) would you say there was Uh, stuff like that was there an inspiration for you because that uh that educational side like so just real quick like all these little little boxes like i see how similar we are because like i went into computer science because i liked video games i didn't know what i wanted to do i just always worked with computers and i was like that's what i'll do and then i'm like i don't want to be a game developer and like so all these things and like brand and design like what we do is that it started as web design became branding became an entire strategy but again you said i don't want to be um uh, how do you say it? Essentially, you didn't want to like overplay it, but you wanted to raise the bar. And that's exactly where we came from. Me and my business partner, Dave, our whole thing was everyone's a WordPress designer. And it's like, well, no, like we can develop a brand. Like this is different. It doesn't, I don't care if we use WordPress. That's the tool we're using to do this. And it's like a different approach, but we had our own lane. We had zero competition when we started our business. And still to this day, there isn't like, like there's obviously agencies in this, but we are an ultra minimalist agency who's two people, no overhead. We do 100% of everything in house because we want things a certain way, and no one is going to, uh, no one's going to love our business the way we do. So, and we've found this unfortunately with contractors, we just don't get the same results. And then I end up rebuilding it, he ends up redesigning it, whatever it is. So everything's in house now. But yeah, just. All the boxes, everything you're saying, I just find so fascinating because we we really overlap in many ways, and um, but I love I'm glad seeing we this. found each other. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but I think that's so important to like raise the bar and be proud of your work. I don't think that's uh, yeah. self-aggrandizing or anything. I think it's it's truly 
it's the mark of someone who's trying to create something special. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, I could, I totally resonate with everything that you said and also amazing. Like I, I look up to people that, that do the stuff that, that you do uh, in, in the form of doing everything yourself. You know, you have this specific vision, just do it. Like it's going to take a little bit more time. It's going to be, it might be a bit more stress induced, but it's going to be worth it. And people are going to be proud of you, you know, that validation in my case. <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. So, so you're doing, you're hosting, you have your YouTube channel. Now, what's the trajectory to landing these other big, I mean, you are a Nintendo shoutcaster, I think is the right way to say it. You, yeah. you've, you've had your own shows. Um, unfortunately, I, I didn't translate the names, but it's like uh, Samir something. Amir, this like yeah. as the face. <laughs> I mean, you are the face of these shows. How did that like? Uh, how did some of those pieces t- come together? Because as you're building your channel, I'm sure the opportunity uh, starts to show up. But what did it look like for you? It was actually just a matter of fake it, because when you're when you become a YouTuber, when you when you take the stage like that, when you when you're in a professional setting, according to the audience. When you look at a 4K video as opposed to all the only HD videos out there, you know, you automatically assume that that person knows a little thing, a thing or two about certain things. Mm-hmm. So people automatically assumed that I could do host related stuff, that I could shoutcast, that I could, could do all different, ki- different kinds of stuff. And so I, I'm a little bit, I'm in a little bit of a, um, a very, spoiled situation where people usually come to me and they're like, can you do this for us? And it always makes me think, can I do that? I have zero experience, but I could, I mean, I could eventually teach myself how to do it. And so I, I, so that way I come out of my comfort zone and do it. That shoutcasting thing, the first, my first day shoutcasting for Nintendo, my heart was pounding. But as I was getting in the groove it felt good it felt right it felt like i was being myself um not not like some some persona but i could i could chat with people i could laugh people i could crack in a joke i could throw goodies to people's faces that was the best part (laughs) i could you know and i think i think the shoutcasting thing ultimately led me to streaming too because i i was craving that interaction with people and as far as experience goes the the streaming actually taught me how to talk more how to be more engaging how to you know grab people by the neck and be like look at my content you know <laughs> stuff like that um wait was that was i answering your question no this is perfect so you're a problem solver would you say that oh yes my girlfriend hates it <laughs> i am 100% 1000% a problem solver so why does she hate it i think i know why because this resonates with me <laughs> Completely. So I'm just curious. <laughs> because apparently people sometimes just want to vent. <laughs> but I have I have a 100% working solution to the problem you're having, but you don't want it. But I mean, <laughs> here, wait. I'm so, a problem. So one second. So Amara, my girlfriend, is right over here. You won't be able to see her, but I just turned up your mic. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Amara. Hi, Flushy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to turn your mic down now. Like, that, it's just so funny because that's the thing. Like, I can, I feel like, it, I, like I, I'm hearing you say the same thing. Like, everything can be improved, whether it's a, an actual problem or if it's a, what do you think about this? I'm like, that's amazing. And like, everything has an and. And like, I know for for some people that can be exhausting. Actually, Amara doesn't. I put her on the spot. Like, Here, I, hold on, hold on. What? I was like, I don't find it exhausting, no. but yes, sometimes you just want to vent a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to put her on the spot because like she's also a problem solver too. It's like why we uh, why we connect. But it's funny because when you're wired that way, it's like, well, no, I can make everything better. Like I don't care what it is, and that can yeah. can again sound like gloating, but no, it's just. I like I'm wired that way and it sounds like you're wired exactly the same way. <laughs> yeah, and at the same time it it feels like you're never overwhelmed because there's always an exit out. There's always exactly. you know, you'll figure it out. And that's that's kind of my state of mind. I'm generally a very calm person, a uh, very um I'll get there when I get there uh, attitude. No, not that attitude. More like um I'll get there and at that point where it gets really hard, I'll figure it out. Uh-huh. And that's the same thing that I like that, that mentality. I took that and then I started working on this NFT thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a, a perfect transition. So <laughs> like, <laughs> let's also, uh, how did you find your way in? how did you find your way into NFTs? And like, like we first connected through uh, fat baby and uh, clever girls and Raptors and everything. Um, what was your uh, journey from content creator into Web3? And also, because this is sort of, would this be the first time you've branched over into English first uh, content? Yes. Yes, this is the, the first time I'm completely English, actually. actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up with a lot of English content. And to be honest, I do produce Dutch stuff, but I hate... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if hate is the right word. I don't like watching Dutch content mm-hmm. because in a way, ah oh man, that it sounds like I'm a horrible person saying that, but when you grew up with a lot of English content and you see Dutch content, I feel like they're trying too hard to mimic the English content. Mm-hmm. And a lot of channels here in Belgium do that exact thing. They they try to mimic uh, a show that was already successful years ago in America, for example. Like I, I feel like Belgian people have Belgian people have these. Uh, you know what? Belgian people are great. Just in case people are watching. Oh yeah, for and sure. From Belgium. I love Belgium. My heart's in Belgium. Uh-huh. Well, definitely. Also, though, this is the like we just talked about: problem solver, improving. Where can you sort of yeah. tick those extra boxes that other people are? It's that's really all it is. Is you're looking. It's it's that and kind of approach. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, but to, to, to answer your question, it, uh, it all started with being interested in crypto. So I, I, uh, I made a wallet for myself and put in some funds. I was like, I could use this money, but also I want to experiment a little bit with crypto and where it's headed. Uh, am I going to buy Bitcoin? Probably not. Like a few of those altcoins, Ethereum uh, was one of them. And you know what? Let's, let's not make it too financial advice uh, related <laughs> stuff I, I invested a little bit and uh, I got a bit of profit I lost a few uh, 
a few bucks like um around what time period eventually. was this oh that was at the um, at the end of 2020 gotcha i think yeah, yes. so right before the, the big nft just uh, simmering yep. coming up yeah uh -huh. yeah yeah exactly um so that's when I, when it caught my eye uh crypto because i wasn't i wasn't in nft yet at that time that that came at a later point i think uh four five six months later or something it depends on when uh, clever girls uh, uh got released and i started looking around because you you keep seeing that one term on Twitter, in the news, NFTs, what are they? And you always see the non-fungible token. But what the hell does it mean? It's like, oh, it's a non-fungible token. Don't you know? What the hell is it? So I, I dove in and I was very intrigued by, by the technology behind it. And I started looking around. I started looking at various uh, blockchain projects, uh, uh, Ethereum blockchain uh, projects. By the way, merge merge happened overnight. Uh -huh. Super happy. Yay. Yeah. We're, we're at the other side, baby. Happy, happy merge miss or whatever. Everyone has all the different yeah, names for it. <laughs> that should be an actual holiday, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, the 15th, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, and I started doing some research. And what do people do when they want to learn a new thing about a certain subject? They go straight to YouTube and they watch one hell of a lot of tutorials. So I, um, I mean, that's the that's the thing that you shouldn't do uh, is watch content creators talk about like a specific coin. You don't want to do that. But <laughs> I saw this. I came across this video of a guy talking about how to get into a new project, how to find a new project that has, you know, a good a good value, perhaps, uh, and where to find it. So. He was talking about the Rarity Tools website and you have to click on the upcoming and then you could see all the projects that are about to launch. And I was like, oh my God, perfect. And one of those projects, I didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> one of those projects was a free mint and it was the Happy Bear something something community. And I completely missed the mint. I did not... MetaMask was never very easy to use especially as a beginner uh -huh. and i didn't like i didn't know what that what the hell a gway i didn't know you had to convert from eth to weath if you want to buy stuff like stuff like that so i completely missed out on that and i was like you know what i want to try again so i i ultimately bought it at um uh, on open sea second handed second market second secondary sorry uh -huh. second hand it sounds so this is dirty <laughs> um but my very first mint from the actual website was from clever girls nice. because i saw that art and it's a good thing that it was listed on rarity tools uh, in the upcoming um uh, tab i saw it and i was like holy shit that's so cool so i dove uh, i dove into the discord and i introduced myself so i'm a content creator or did i did i already do that at that point were you plushy remember at this point was, did you go by plushy from day one Yes. Uh, day one, no. Okay. No, 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 no. Because I, I remember a time where I had to change my nickname from Hootje van Samir, that's my um, uh, my Dutch uh, alternative, uh -huh. to, to Plushik because I was like, okay, I want to keep it separate, uh, separated. Mm -hmm. And and I did. And I thought of the, the most masculine thing I could think of at that very, very moment. And it was Plushy. Perfect. 
<laughs> where no, did it that sounded cute? And I was yeah. Where did the name come from? I was just gonna say, but yeah, it sounded cute. And I can't, I always want. I have this hidden cuteness inside of me uh, that I had to express in some way. And the name Plushy was born. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I, mean, I love it. It's a great name, and it like really stands you. out. And um, actually, I want to keep going, but real quick. And when <laughs> when was the hair color? Because that is it's a brand. It's a brand thing that you're instantly recognizable in photos from a distance, like at an event, like, which I think is brilliant. I love that. And I was just curious when that sort of came into play and then we'll jump back to NFTs, but <laughs> that was 2016. It was a year after I started um, with my, or half a year actually, after I started nice. with, with my YouTube content, because I always wanted to have blue hair. It was, it's, it's a cool color. Uh-huh. And and I wanted to do everything around the color blue. It's not a, a coincidence that the, the the lights in the back are blue right now. Uh, it's this 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 brand and people, especially businesses here in Belgium, they like that. Uh-huh. And that was one of the reasons. And that that was one of my oof, my top moments in my YouTube career. After barely a month of being active on YouTube, Disney reached out to me and they were like, "Hey." Do you wanna do you want us to fly you over to California to visit the the Pixar Studios for uh, their upcoming movie Finding Nemo? And I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> and uh, in the in the plane, I was talking to the to the Disney person, and she was like, and I was like, out of all the people that are more popular than me in the Bel- Belgian YouTube scene, why did you choose me? I mean, you we we love what you're doing, and your hair is blue and stuff, and Finding Dory Dory is like blue, and I was like. Hell yeah, it's starting uh-huh. to work. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because, yeah, like, you want to have that thing. We all want to sort of innately, maybe deeply, we want to fit in. But it's the people yeah. who stand out in some way. Like, something as simple as your hair got their attention. And then suddenly they're like, oh, this guy's awesome. Let's bring him out. Let's do this. This will all work together in a great way. So I think it's just, yeah. It was something I meant yeah. to ask. And it's just, I think that's a very valuable point. Like, brand is so important. And a big yeah. part of your brand, like be it your name or anything, it's it's your look. It's and having the blue hair jumps out, and it's like, and it's yeah, just everything about it. It's just, it was a, a great choice, and I'm glad it worked out <laughs> yeah. so quickly. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird how quickly it was, and it came to a point. I mean, nowadays everyone has uh, has or a lot of people have color in their hair, and it's not that special anymore. And now, when you produce content with blue hair, it feels like like you're trying to be like a try hard or something, mm. you know, I, I don't know, but I, I always loved the blue. I'm not going to lose it at the, uh, and then at some point that ninja guy on Twitch came live yeah. streaming. He was like, I got blue hair. So <laughs> sometimes here in Belgium, it's like, hey, it's ninja. I'm like, mm, what's not, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and so, Sort of to, to bring it back around then, you were doing uh, like the Clever Girls streams and everything. You connected with Fat Baby on that project. And one yeah. of the things that I first noticed was your your mic presence as a host mm-hmm. and the visuals, you and your scene. And it was something that I was like, huh, where did this guy come from? And why is this all so good? Like immediately, just <laughs> great. And so what was, how did you uh, then connect? You collected uh, Clever Girls, you minted one. Um, and then how did you end up being like such a core part of the team? I actually 
introduced myself, I, I believe. I sent a DM to Fat Baby and I was like, hey, I'm plushy. I can do this. I can do that. Are you looking for people that need this uh, skill set? And they were immediately interested. I I am wondering, though, if if she put out like a search in the announcements. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot. Maybe it was just something that I picked up on uh, in general chat. Uh, if she said at some point, oh, we're still looking at uh, looking for people to do certain things. And maybe I jumped on it. I kind of forgot, but it got us talking either way. And mm-hmm. we scheduled a we scheduled a meeting and it went great. And we automatically started vibing. You know how fat baby is. Oh, like, yeah. You cannot not vibe with her. You know, <laughs> it, it just happens. And I I'm I feel very honored to, to have met her in Amsterdam a couple of months ago. And she's just the way she is online as she is in real life. It's uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it got us talking and more people got, got in the team and answer was uh, a part of the team, too. Oh, man, I miss answer. He's uh-huh. still around, but he's he's kind of in the background right now. Um, but but I'm happy that he's still around and I, I hope he's he's going to have a comeback soon. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, You two are such a great duo. It's just yeah, love it. Like it so much fat baby and friends being in the stream and like just always so much it. fun. Yeah. yeah. There's and, talks about doing a, a monthly one, uh, but fun. we haven't really established that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Cause um, for a little while it was like an employee kind of thing. Like you, there was compensation because there was more money flowing, yes. obviously in all of crypto, all of NFTs. Yep. There was a time when that could be, uh, could be worked out much better than it could be now. Now it'd be very tough for any project. Yeah. to be like really paying yeah. like uh, a team. Yeah, and I invested a lot of time in it and I, I really wanted it to, to succeed. I mean, in my eyes, it's still succeeding because oh, yeah. it's still like there, there were some sales uh, last night, like a five or six or maybe even seven. I, I can't remember, but I kept, as I was working, I kept seeing, oh, Raptor, whatever, just sold up another one. So, I mean, it's still, it's still succeeding. Oh, yeah. But yeah, at the time, yeah, we, we were still getting paid, of course, and I don't want to, be that guy to to say oh i'm only doing it for the money not at all i invested a lot of time in it and i had to figure out a way to to get money another way we all need know? to eat that's the thing like i don't yes. <laughs> i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all and like like in bad fruit like we have so many people who are so given their time and i just i wish there was sort of a channel to reimburse them but like there just isn't right yeah. now that isn't how it's set up and hopefully in the future but yeah it's something that everyone everyone needs to like have at least enough to get by but hopefully like to be comfortable in where they are you know yeah yeah definitely yeah so uh i mean uh if at some if at some point uh fat baby is like hey do you want to become a more active member of of the team again i'm, I'm still like the silent community manager but i don't feel that it's as outspoken anymore as yeah. it was uh, before because i'm not i'm not super active anymore uh with my i mean as that part of the team mm-hmm. um but yeah. in spirit i'm always i always am so if, if she at some point is like hey you want to work back we, we have a little bit of conversation but that, i mean I, I i wouldn't be able to say no you know oh of course yeah but also now you have your own project that you're working on and also real quick do you have like a heart out at any time at any moment or is it good to go for a little bit Oh, no, no, it's good. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just, that is some watery fa- Fanta. Um, 
Uh, no, I, I don't need to, to, to head out. I, I still have a, I mean, like I said, I can do this for another six to seven hours. How about that? <laughs> Want to play a game after this? Let's go. There we go. We're just all night, <laughs> all night for you until yeah, the morning. Amanda, you're joining us. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you say Amanda? <laughs> oh, shit. Hang on. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> It's, no, it's dark, Amanda, oh. to you. But that's what's funny. It's become like a running joke now that she's like Amanda or dark Amanda, which I think is hilarious. But it, yeah, it's Amara. A-M-A-R-A. Amara! So sorry. Either one oh. works. As I said it, it felt wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Am- Amara. Okay, Amara. Yeah. Amara, not Amara. There you go. Amara. Yeah. You got close. Okay, so brownie points for that. <laughs> No, but yeah. Um, what were we saying? I don't know. It always it always tracks me up. I love that she's become like a character sort of within the community now because it just that's what happens. It's she's she f- gotten that forever. You guys fit fit so well together. Like I've seen some videos and and the synergy you guys have, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a great time. But yeah. So anyway, back to you and everything. Now that you're you've started secretly, like I should mm. say just mm-hmm. quietly building up your skills just like everything else you do you're like i can i can solve this i can figure out how to do something unique and you are doing something i know it's still very early very under wraps but you have somehow in a sea of nft projects found something completely new and yeah like it is like you you didn't really tell me much at the time when when you sort of said hey i'm working on this i've been learning 3d that was basically it that's all you said and then when i saw what you're doing with subsystem i was like this is brilliant like <laughs> how i anyway let's let's just dive right in where did the uh the first spark of uh you deciding to start your own project where did that come from and then we'll dive into what what it is i'm so proud of it man i'm really mm-hmm. proud of it uh, so I, I really appreciate what you said. Uh, the the spark, it sounds really, really dumb. But at some point, um, Guerrilla Games, you might have heard of them. Uh, they launched a game called Horizon. And uh, more recently, they launched the sequel, Forbidden West. And it's a killer game. Love it. One of the best games I've ever played. It's like the cinematography the graphics, the storyline, the mechanics, love it. A few months after after launch, they they did me a dirty. They introduced me to a passion that I never knew I could have for something. You know, they launched papercraft versions of certain robot machines from in the game, and I was like. Hell yeah. I'm going to download that PDF. I'm going to print it out and I'm going to start creating. I'm going to start crafting. I'm going to make my hands dirty. So <laughs> what happened uh, was I'm going to I'm going to head out real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, give me give me five seconds. Yeah, that's no problem at all. How are you doing over there? Dark okay. Amanda is great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> OK, he's back. OK, so what happened? Was I created this mess? It's it's a little um it's a little slanted because uh, I didn't really super made it well. But I created this masterpiece that is amazing of robot gloriness. 
And I and, saw that uh, in the subsystem video, and I did not realize that was a pa paper crafted. Uh, oh yeah, it's that is awesome. Uh, matter of fact, um, that is not the version you saw in the in the video. <laughs> There's multiple. Oh baby! <laughs> <laughs> so I finished that, and I thought, you know what? What could make this thing even better? Uh, professional printing. So I went to a, like a printer, no, not, not a printer, but like a place where they print stuff. And I asked them, can you do this, but make it instead of A4, A3? And then this masterpiece was born. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. This is the thing you saw in the video. And I'm super proud of it. It's Wild. super huge, man. That is and enormous. Yeah, it is also like pretty thick paper, uh -huh. and um, it's just so so cool to look at. There is a light in it too. I'm not gonna turn it on, but believe me, there is a light. Did <laughs> I turn it on? I'm gonna try to turn it on. Hang on. <laughs> Can I do it? Shit, I'm gonna break it. <laughs> ah, I didn't think this through. Now that is so. I did cool. the other way around. Oh, oh there we go. Nice. <laughs> That is so yeah. cool. And it's wild what you can build just like out of paper. Like that is yes. very impressive. And so, thank you. <laughs> um, and that was the spark that I needed. I was like, okay. I was researching. And I was like, where can I find equally cool things to, to, to make? And I couldn't find it. And it got me thinking, you know what? What I'm doing at the moment, I'm in this whole NFT space. I'm in this Web3 web space, and no one's talking about something that I have in mind. And I was like, what can I do? Like, what can I do to be happy with myself, to extend that passion, and to also, how should I say this? Um, well, give me some time to, to phrase it. I haven't really, I haven't really thought about it. Um, what can I bring to this space that could give me the equal amount of um, gratification that I got when I started making content? And I kind of wanted to push myself. In order to create stuff like that, you have to be very skilled at 3D software. So I tried to dive in, you know, headfirst, started creating. It took me a couple of months, but I'm at a, a point right now where I can safely say I am pretty average with 3D software. I'm not like top tier just yet, but I can create stuff. You know, I can create polygonal shapes in 3D software. And I, it had me thinking, so is it my goal to create an NFT collection out of papercraft or do I want to add something to that? Because I don't know if I mentioned papercraft already in this, uh, in this whole NFT thing. Yeah, I'm not actually, to me. No, not to, no. So that is actually a big part of the subsystem Obscurals collection. Nice. So aside from the stereograms that 
show a 3D image of a polygonal obscural creature. And can you just, Every for people listening, could you actually just explain oh. Stereogram just really briefly? Like, oh. you have a great video yeah. about it and everything. But yeah, for people who don't know already. Yeah, so for people that don't know already what a Stereogram is, it is basically an an image of a... What can I... It's it's an image that doesn't look like anything at first sight. It's it has a, a certain pattern. It's pretty texturized. It doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, it looks almost but like noise. It yeah, exactly. It looks like noise, but structured noise uh -huh. in some way. Because when you look at it, you, you you might distinguish a few lines here and there. But the trick to these images, to these special three, I mean two D images, is to let your eyes focus on something else and not like you have to look at like something else. But I mean, um, you have to change the focus in your eyes while looking at the stereogram. And as soon as you're able to do that, as, to, as soon as you have that magic eye, because that's what they, they're called two magic eye images, you're going to start to see a shape in 3D, a 3D shape inside of a 2D image. And the thought alone of that, of, of combining that and the paper craft, I was like, this is it. This is the next best thing. I'm mm -hmm. going to learn everything there is to create paper craft. I'm going to learn everything there is to, 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 to make 3D creatures. I'm going to launch the best project out there. Man, this, this feels like I'm, I'm shilling a lot, but no, I'm just no, no. very... This, this is what I want to hear. Because this is the passion. <laughs> this is, and it comes through. I did not know about the paper craft. I already loved the oh, 3D yeah. images. I'll do so. you one better. <laughs> uh oh. Nice. This is the very first prototype of a head and body of one of the oh, obscurals. <laughs> that is <laughs> the, cool. the, the head is a, a little bit on the small side still, but uh, I, I mean, it's a work in progress. That is very <laughs> cool. This is fun. And this is so unique to, like, like I mentioned, like no one's, I haven't seen anything even remotely like this, but yeah, keep going. Like, I love the passion. This isn't chilling at all. The whole point of this show is to, to showcase you. So keep it coming. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, so uh, I, uh, I don't know how the, the, the stereogram thing popped in my head. I think, I don't know. I, I think I, I just um, connected the dots in my brain, like 3D. Oh, what can I do with 3D? I can, I can make things, but also there's 3D images. And I uh, immediately, I immediately reached down to like the big bucket of memories in my, in the back of my brain of the time that I got really invested in stereograms. And I remember the time where my sister, she just, she gave me a postcard of like it looked like skittles but like a lot of skittles very colorful things and i think um i think there there's uh, the stereogram online somewhere that was actually that's yeah yeah i found it that was on that postcard i'm going to link it to you real quick um pip, 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 pip. copy image address here we go so yeah that is actually the postcard that i saw uh, when I was when I was just a small plushie, nice. and and people kept telling me there is something in there, and I was like, no, there's not. You guys are, you know, yanking my chain. You you guys are I don't know other phrases in English, but <laughs> you're, you're full of shit. Uh huh. That is there is no image, but 
as soon as you like see a glimpse of something more to something, it triggers something, man. It just tells you like th- th- there's this whole like I think myst- uh, I think stereograms are super mysterious. You don't know what the what they're in unless you possess this special skill to see what's inside of it. And um, I want people to to experience that all over again. And that's why the the whole nostalgic part is very important in this thing because papercraft is ultimately also something that is. Uh, very nostalgic. People used to talk about it uh, all, I mean, years ago. It's not really a thing anymore unless you're talking to a certain niche. I I bet there's still people out there that do this on a daily basis, but there's nothing compared to uh, what I'm creating right now um, currently in the the market. Um, And uh, yeah, it's it's just this nostalgic thing and that feeling of, of seeing things that maybe other people cannot see you kind of feel special you know you kind of feel validated <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah i mean it's so yeah i feel like a new a truly new project is so welcome because everything is like the pfps you know it's like what animal haven't we done yet or what combination of animals or can we put board in front of something else? Like whatever it is, but like this is truly unique and you're taking your your passion for learning, passion for just diving into something new and infusing it into this project. It's very exciting. Like it's just funny. I didn't. I had no idea about the paper craft part, but oh, you touched on nostalgia. That was something I wanted to say. Yeah. I, I think nostalgia in this space is... I mean, it's not only so powerful, but I think a lot of people don't realize that they're missing that part because like I had the Magic Eye book, that like red book. I don't know if you like had the same one, but like the classic like first Magic Eye book. I remember getting it from like Scholastic Book Fair at school. And I was like, this is so weird. It doesn't work. And all of a sudden when it does, like you said, you have this new knowledge that's just like, whoa, how, how is this working? I don't understand it, but I have this like superpower. I can look into this page and see yes. images now. It's just wild. Oh, they, they have a Dutch version. Oh, I might buy it. Yeah, it's the classic. I think that's the first, like sort of really, I think that's when it really hit mainstream. But that, I mean, that was the 90s. I don't know when that was. That was a yeah. long time ago. And you doing this to t- and tapping into that nostalgia, super valuable. I think so too. I think so. like as soon as I like thought of it, I was like, okay, you know what? I don't want this to be another idea that's on the shelves and that I never use. I still have a like a couple, but this one I I, I really believed in. I, I believe in it like mm, so much, and and I just wanted it to succeed. So I started uh, doing a little bit of research because obviously I I couldn't do it all by myself. Because if there's anything I learned from my time at college is that I am not, even though I'm a problem solver, I am not a coder. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that can program stuff. So I, uh, I started looking for the best developer out there. And I, I I heard that you're, you're a developer too, right? I am, but yeah, like, all right. Okay. So I was looking for the second best uh, developer out there. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I, uh, I came across uh, the cranky critters, Uh uh, you, you know, and um, I soon realized after after we featured them um, 
with Raptor City, I think, talking to their artist, I soon, I soon realized that entire team is actually Belgian. And I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. Uh-huh. Because a Belgian, that Belgian team has a Belgian developer. So I reached out to, to him and I was like, hey, I heard great stuff. Uh, and I love the Cranky Critters. I got one myself. Um, I have a proposal. The, 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 can, we, can we talk a little bit? And the ball was rolling and he was like, hell yeah, let's do it. He also thought it was a, it was a pretty good idea. And it, it had his, um, his trifecta. It had to do, oh yeah, that's, that's another thing that we haven't even talked about. Like the, the most important thing, the charity, the charity, man. There's, a, mm-hmm. there's an entire charity uh, involved for this whole process. Because, okay, fuck the developer. Uh, we love you, Rune. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to talk about the charity for a second. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so since there's a lot of uh, usage of paper, it got me thinking, okay, so what am I trying to address? Why, why do I still have a little bit of mixed, uh, mixed thoughts about this project? Because I don't want people to go out of their way and go, go buy high quality materials, go buy high quality paper, since there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. There's deforestation, there's, there's littering, there's a, I wanted to do something good. Like if it, if it takes off, I want to make sure people know what's going on. So this entire collection is actually a, um, uh, how should I put it? Um, a representation of how animals could be living right now. So these obscurals are actually, hang on, let me, let me rephrase that. In the world of the obscurals, uh, obscurals I mean, uh, there's, a lot of littering going on, a lot of deforestation. It's actually, it's pretty much, it's planet Earth, but it's 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 in acute, it's it's in acute form. And all the traits, for example, so you got three categories: you got leftovers, you got garbage, and you have trash. So each one signifies if it's like a hat of some sort, a chain, or a, a chain, or like a chest piece, or something on the face. And so a lot of traits are, for example. Um, a, a takeaway box, uh, a, a lost wallet, uh, a traffic cone, um, stuff that you can usually find, like uh, uh, in in forests, in like stuff uh, uh, areas where people areas where people join in to attend a festival, for example, um, like uh, like tents beer cans bottles stuff like that and i want that to be a little bit more eye-opening to people when they dive into this project like this is still a thing good obscurals by the way let me uh, let me bring in the um definition of subsist i don't know if you if you've heard of it uh, i wasn't aware of the word but a subsist is Maintain or support oneself, especially at a minimal level. I had a better... Wait, hang on. Oh, okay. Here we go. To use something as a way to stay alive. So the obscurals, actually, they're just like, you know what? We're still alive and we're just making the best of it. So they're they're wearing their uh, McDonald's box uh, crowns or something like that. And they're just they're just dealing with it. And so every trait will, will also be 
in papercraft form. So it's gonna it's gonna roll out in stages, in, in phases actually. So you're gonna have the the critters, so the the obscurals. I'm man, I'm talking shop a lot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got the the obscurals, and they will be uh, available a few months after after mint uh, mint uh, to craft already. And in the months following following up to that or following, yeah. Um, I'll I'll begin rolling out all the traits that you can um, uh, fine tune your already made papercraft obscural with. Nice, and man, it's a lot. It's a lot of info, but uh, but yeah, no, 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 it's great. So the traits when you mint are the traits already in the the uh, stereogram. Yes. Okay. So a very uh, cool mechanic, I think. And uh, uh, Rune, the developer, said it was perfectly possible, and he's uh, he's had his hand, hands full. But um, when you mint, you get a stereogram, and in the stereogram, you can already see which kind of critter you have and what the traits will be. Mm-hmm. Um, if uh, after this interview, I can I can send a few examples if you want to feature them in the video if you want. Yeah. And after a few days, a few days after uh, like after you mint. Or after, um, I mean, <laughs> I'm hoping for a sellout, but I mean, during this these times, you, you never know. Uh, probably not because because it's all the, the market's already saturated. But wh- whatever, man. <laughs> um, and uh, so, after a few days, you will have two additional images inside of your one NFT. So what you're getting is a stereogram initially. After a few days, you will get. Your obscural with the traits, uh, with all the yeah, the, all the traits visible in profile pic form, nice. and another one in 2K with a background, so that you can see if uh, if it's a background that's filled with human litter, like tents from a festival, like a, an out of hand first uh, romantic date where you have the the picnic basket and the champagne and stuff, um, and uh, yeah. You get you actually get three NFTs for for the the mint price of one actually. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I love I, that. I kind of wanted to give a lot of value if someone would go out of out of their way to actually do the effort uh, to mint a piece. And also, very important, when you mint, you also plant ten trees. So my ultimate goal for this project is to plant fifty five thousand. 550 trees wow that is a lot yes. of trees and yeah that's so that a goes, lot of trees that goes a long way then so what is the mint price going to be oh it's uh it's currently set to 0.05 nice uh it is a it's a it is a big chunk of uh of the budget like fifty five thousand trees but uh it's gonna be worth it you know that's that's is my main focus i really mm-hmm. want that to happen and then be like hey you know what this project whoo we planted fifty-five thousand trees, and I, I hope, I hope I can actually go out there and do some work. Like uh, uh, Mr. Beast created a video some time ago where he planted a million trees or something, and there was one day where he helped out the crew that actually did it, mm-hmm. and it was a pretty cool video. I kind of want to do that too. It's you your know? content creator. Go you got that going yes. the whole time. Uh-huh. Yes, I, I want. I want to show people what they invested in too. Mm-hmm. Like aside from all the fun stuff, aside from the cool stereogram and the papercraft. I want them to know that they they also contributed to something that they can do at that time because I feel like it's it's more accessible to people to um, support a charity through crypto mm-hmm. 
and especially throughout NFTs. And since it's the future, since uh, it's all going to blockchain-related technology, I think that's that's a good way to to bring people in to 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 first of all bring awareness and to I mean, in a way, make people do something about it mm-hmm. in a non-direct way. Yeah, yeah, it's an opportunity and also a a something you can collect and you can you get a uh, both sides. Both sides of the satisfaction. I'm collecting this. I love this. This is so much fun. Oh, and it just so happens to also be good for the planet, doing things that are better. Also, the timing of the merge, pretty good. Pretty good to be like after the merge because we're focused on the planet here and like energy consumption changes with the merge. And yeah, I mean, I really like it. So when are you uh, expecting launch? I know October. And I let's see, what is the week or what is today's date even? The week. Um, yeah, today's the fifteenth. This will probably be out uh, first week in October. So, when about are you looking at? It it might be um, either because um, our developer is, a, is is a little sick right now. He has a, like a like some some kind of disease, and he he's currently he can't work on anything. Uh, so we we have a little bit of of a delay. But it's probably gonna be either in the third week of October or or fourth week. Nice, yeah. So that's yeah. it's right around the corner, though. I mean, that yes. is it's exciting. So it's you so exciting. have built a great network. Like people know Plushy. Like you, you're in these projects. You're connected with people, and you're just so likable. How are you, <laughs> like? Uh, I feel like you're not one to promote. Like self-promotion just doesn't feel like who you are. And mm-hmm. I'm curious, how are you going about sort of getting the word out in a way that works best for you, that you feel uh, satisfaction in? I don't want to push myself into situations. Um, I think uh, like, because like, I, I, I hate chilling. Like um, you probably noticed, oh, do you want to go outside? You probably <laughs> noticed in the discord, there's a, there's a lack of channels at the moment, but there's no, um, I am never gonna post anything like, or, or create a channel with like alpha shill or <laughs> shill channel or something like that. I don't want like, those people are are in your channel for only one reason, and I don't want to be one of those people. I, I generally want to start having a conversation with people and not casually bring it up. But <laughs> if if I feel the need to be like, hey, oh my God, that leans into something that I'm currently working on without saying too much, of course. Um, I, I, I prefer expanding my... Um, uh, my, 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 my social... Um, network rather than uh, automatically have like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Hang on. <laughs> um, I think it's connection over sales. I think that is yeah, sort of that, the, like where you're going. Or one that, that's that's exactly what I meant. Did it go off again? Um, here, bear with me for one minute. For some reason, okay. the A74 likes to overheat. Doesn't like to stay on. Okay. So I'll be right back. <laughs> But you know what? My my previous uh-huh. camera, I was like uh, when I was recording a YouTube video, it was terrible. A- every time I was recording for longer than an hour, you could see the little 
uh, orange symbol with the with the droplet and the square. So like, oh, overheating alert, and it's gonna it's gonna terminate your recording. And every time I had that, I had to go downstairs, take out the battery, put it in the fridge, and wait <laughs> until it got colder to to you know uh-huh. to continue my recording. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is, not, is a real issue. Yeah, that is not ideal. These cameras are amazing. Like I love what they've yes. created, but that is the one thing that I'm like. Mm-hmm. But also, I've only just started using this. So I just brought my show back. So yesterday I talked to Spotty Wi-Fi, and last <sighs> week talked to uh, or a few weeks ago Mama Box. It just came out this week. Um, but it's the first time I'm using this for such a long extended period of time. So I was like, okay, I need to. Need to start figuring this out now. But that's the thing. Problem solving, work in progress. Everything we do is like we we have to start. That's why I called the show starting now. Like you have to start somewhere and then you're constantly getting better. Like you mentioned your skill set and how um it's something I like to bring up is the uh why am I blanking on his name? But Ira Glass. There's the Ira Glass quote about our um our taste outpacing our skills and how you get into something because your taste is top notch but you're constantly you're constantly chasing your taste because our skill set almost inevitably doesn't reach the taste because the more we learn the more refined our taste of something is like for him it's oh, this yeah. american life and like audio radio production radio uh storytelling and like i know for you it's it's filmmaking and creating the the animation and now the 3d and all this stuff you're building into your project that it's so hard because we want it to be what we know it can be. And especially the more we learn, the more we know like where we aren't yet, <laughs> but yeah. getting started and doing it and continuing and doing as much as you can until like inevitably your skills improve, your opportunity uh, grows and it just it's this cycle but it's that first step the first step that's that's just so important yeah and along the way you might get fresh ideas you know Mm -hmm. and you're gonna have to adapt maybe combine ideas and and yeah as soon as you dive into something it it that in itself opens a lot of portals Mm -hmm. because it can in a way rewire your brain to 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 think of a of something in a different way than you did before Mm -hmm. definitely yeah the more we the more we have to do and have to figure out the more yeah the more portals i liked it that way it just it opens up so much in so many other areas for learning and something i wanted to ask real quick about content creation i know it's 40 minutes ago whatever but no worries do you do you spend a lot of time scripting and writing because that's one thing that for me not being really a content creator it didn't register for me until recently that a lot of people are almost, they're writers who create videos. And I wonder if you take that approach. I, from day one, I wrote scripts for my videos. Okay. Yeah, that was, that's the most important thing. And I could spend hours and hours on it because I'm not a writer myself, but I still do it. Uh-huh. And I, I want to be satisfied with it. And in that way, I'm also a little bit of a perfectionist. Uh-huh. I want the jokes to hit. I want the jokes to hit at a certain point. And you have to think of like the pauses you have to, to leave. And in the, if we're talking about my, my very early green screen videos, I always uh, had a way I stood in front of the camera. So I did a sentence and then my entire body, standing on a cat, 
then my entire body would shift to the other side of the screen. So what does that make me do? I can't, I can't just be this and look at the camera like that. No, what I did was, depending on where the text or the GIF would show up, I would just tilt my, my body toward that spot. And at the end of a sentence, when I knew when the cue was in my script, I, I just did this. And I continued with the thing. So it, it matched with the animation. So that was a very crucial thing to have with the content I was creating back in the days. Oh, yeah. It's all the details. So, yeah, scripting. Yeah, it's, so it's many details, details that yeah. go into it. And that's what sets it apart. I mean, all yes. those things really... It, it's why I know this project, when it starts minting in a few weeks, it's, it's going to stand out. People are going to be like, huh, things are a little different here. Even how you're opening up discord and how it's a essentially a puzzle to figure out that like <laughs> all those little details really go in to make people remember and it's you have the nostalgia of what you're doing but also you're creating future nostalgia like remember when we figured out how to get into subsystem remember when this remember when that and i think you, you're you have all these uh pieces it's it's really great and like this has been awesome I don't want to take too much of your time. So like, where should people go to uh, dive into the project and follow along with what you're up to? Be sure to check out subsystem.io. Uh, subsystem, it's with an I, not a Y. Because yeah, so S-U-B-S-I-S-T-E-M. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> and it's subsystem NFT on Twitter. If you want to see a daily stereogram, because I since I since I got this skill to create 3D stuff, I'm like, okay, I wanna I wanna create a little bit more to to have the to get the conversation rolling on Twitter and to let people know this is a, like a stereogram heavy project and it's a little mysterious and only people that have a certain skill can actually appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So I hope I can inspire people to maybe take a look and see if they can figure it out and if they can't if they want to go the extra mile to to teach themselves and i i have a, like currently i have a tutorial pinned on my top tweets if it's not pinned it's going to be it's going to be somewhere it's, it's uh, definitely going to be somewhere on the on the new website uh, when phase 3 launches hopefully next week and it's um it's going to be one hell of a ride if you value uh, a little bit of creativity if you value a lot of nostalgia, if you like to have your child have their first NFT, this is a very family-friendly collection. There's no like, oh, 420 related stuff. There's no, uh, there's no raccoons with their tits out or whatever. <laughs> it's very friendly. I want this to be also an inspiration to, to, to parents to have a little bit of family time to create a paper craft with, with their children. Um, and to, to have a lot of fun. I'm also a big fan of uh, escape rooms, by the way. That's why I thought that um, that way of getting in the Discord channel was just so, I love it. <laughs> People just have to figure out the way. And in, during phase one, it was actually like, uh, I mean, I mentioned this before, mm -hmm. it was harder because there was just this floating tree, like going around in circles. And in the bottom, if you could read closely, it said, watch closely. <laughs> And you, you could see nothing, but somewhere on the website, there was this little, this little brick that you could click <laughs> and it would bring up the, the stereogram to, uh, nice. to ultimately bring you in the Discord uh, server. Um, and now it's, it's a little bit easier. 
but yeah, to answer your question, visit subsystem.io. Give us a follow on Subsystem NFT on Twitter. And um, be on the lookout for some crazy stuff. <laughs> I want to thank Plushy for joining me on this episode. Be sure to go to subsystem.io. That's S-U-B-S-I-S-T-E-M. What are you laughing at over there? <laughs> Did you I'm see? like, can he do it? <laughs> Did you see that I was... <laughs> I saw your I wanted to say, yeah. So subsist. I think it was good that he said uh, that it's based on subsist because now in letter case, subsystem makes perfect sense but yeah that was a great conversation um we brought you into uh dark amanda <laughs> i i don't even know now if that's in the episode or if that's after the uh the chat i think but it's in there yeah i'm like so. mickey mouse basically of the nft world uh-huh but yeah thanks again for all of your help and thank you plushy for uh being on the show this was this was another great one also your girlfriend's ridiculously talented so yeah Keeper. yeah that, <laughs> for that among all the other reasons uh-huh. but but yeah that uh the painting on the wall the mario painting is amazing and just that Ridiculous. whole space yeah we're gonna be talking to, to plushy a lot more just with everything good yeah. i might have to put uh-huh yeah it's awesome <laughs> it and that's really good that that moment that doing that sort of kicked things off in a way that's so unexpected uh-huh i love that but anyway i love it Thanks again for listening. This has been Starting Now. I'm Jeff Saris. This is Amara Andrew. Hi. (laughs) And uh, I appreciate you being here. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. A little thumbs up goes a long way. And I think that'll do it. So we will see you next time.